on the last time you walked into a McWinder King's. My name is Captain James Redcrest, and you are now a passenger aboard my ship. Greetings, Traveler. I'm Angeline Harper. She extends a gel tentacle towards you. It forms the shape of a hand. Interesting. Well, typically people ask other people's names and introduce themselves. I'll show you how. My <laughs> name's Rowlock Fow. We're here to stop one infection that's plaguing planets throughout the galaxy. It's known as Planet Rot. Greetings, Jonathan. I am Dr. Avandra Void. A pleasure to meet you. You feel a burning sensation on your right wrist. And then an immense pain. You hear a thud as your hand falls to the floor. So, Rocket Fist. I believe your culture calls it a thumbs up. Uh, darn it. Oh well. I'm telling you to give a thumbs up. Do not <laughs> give me the thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> so who would you like to take with you? Uh hmm. I'd like to take you with me. Hmm. An interesting choice. Or, like you don't come over to your friend's house and go like, hey! What do you call it? This is one step for man. I love it. One step for man. And oh, he pushes gosh. you out onto the steps. <laughs> you stumble down the steps onto the planet's surface. Okay. The surface is covered in di dying leaves and what seems to be an autumnal state, permanently in a position of dying, uh. withering. As if a winter would be coming on soon on the horizon, but never comes. So, I'm guessing this is a bad sign. Ah, uh, yes. This planet seems to be stuck in a state of twilight. Ah. Though I do believe that as long as there's leaves on the trees, we should be fine. This planet's not without saving. Okay. Save the planet. You have the rock detector. Lead the way, friend. Okay. Should you call it? There's not exactly North Star, so do you call it? What's Northwest? <laughs> Northwest. The captain takes a look over his shoulder at the rock uh, detector, pointing up and to the left. Ah. Ah, yes. Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> well, Captain. You you sure are smart. <laughs> I apologize. Rala should have given you some sort of introductory course to the rot detector. Yeah? <laughs> it's just going to point where we need to go. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so the two of you begin to head northwest. All right. So, Jonathan, what made you stow away on our humble little ship? A well, need for adventure, a need for escape, a cosmic pull towards the stars themselves. I feel like there's a constant need to escape in most of our lives. Mine's just seems to center around a restaurant. That's really sad, man. Yeah. But, as you call it, friggin', I guess I want to leave. Well, perhaps going back to your home planet might not be the best thing for you. Perhaps as this mission goes well, we may have a new space in our crew that needs filling. Huh. That's nice of you, Captain. 
Well, we'll see. I don't want to promise anything yet. I'd like to see how you perform in the field. I like your character, but that character doesn't mean anything to the crew if it can't stand on its own. Truly. She hon- As you're walking, holding this conversation, without warning, out of the trees jump several masked figures holding spears. Hello! I would like not to die. The largest, tallest of the mass figures points his spear at you. You see at the end of this long orange branch is what looks to be a crudely sharpened rock. Huh. This purple-skinned man covered only with this mask that could be described best as the shape of a horseshoe magnet similar to the one in your hand speaks in tongues you don't understand that sound like a mixed gurgling sound. Captain? Yes, Jonathan? You understand any of that? Not a word. Ah, gosh. Greetings, I am Captain James Redcrest. I'm here to help your planet. This is our new crewmate, Jonathan. Do you have a last name? Uh, yeah, young blood. Really? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Jonathan Youngblood. <laughs> he and I are here to do no harm to your planet and to bring about its natural progression. Please lower your weapons and we'll... And as this is said, a spear goes straight through the chest of James Redcrest. Oh my gosh. He gasps for breath and falls to his knees. Okay. What do you do? I Hmm I I will Quickly Do I have a communicator of some sort Like how are you supposed to actually call back to the ship That would be the communicator placed on the belt Of Captain James Redcrest Okay Pressing that communicator and saying like Hey you call it? Captain's been speared through the chest <laughs> Nah no problem a small pod comes shooting in your direction like a cannonball, knocking out one of the three masked men that stands in front of you. It hovers slowly back towards you and has what appears to be a cybernetic eye lens staring at you. Okay. Please, point me toward the captain. Alright, I'm going to punch you towards the captain. Holy crap. <laughs> the cybernetic eye glances over the captain's wounds. And then opens up the top as if it were splitting into and holds a small silver tube with a screwed on cap. Alright. Yes, take this plight to the captain. You need help with those two. Yeah. Should we be speaking kind of gurgling language that we don't understand? The masked creatures, seeing their friend knocked out, panic and begin to swing their spears. They smack down on the hovering ball in front of you, sending it to the ground, shattering. What would you like to do? As you call it, okay. So, I'm going to apply that to the captain, and as you call it, we're going to dash. The captain gasps 
out as his fresh breath enters his lungs again. Hostile. Yeah? Run! <laughs> what did you do to that one? Did you call it freaking... Doc came over with... In the spear. Hit... Hit one. And... Convenient. Yes. Run. Yes. <laughs> the two of you begin to run. Are you, where are you running? What direction? Did you call it... We're going to run opposite from the planet rot for for a second. Because so you begin to run back toward the ship. Yes. <laughs> the masked men travel on foot, gurgling in a strange language again, sounding angrier, sounding as if their gurgles are of both violence and victory as they see you fleeing. Okay. So, Captain, do you do we have a person who translates stuff? That would be Cardon. Okay. You call it, maybe you should put him on the on the intercom. <laughs> Good idea. The captain goes for his intercom and presses a button. Come in, Cardon. We need translation. There's a sound in the distance of a gurgling pod, static as if it's receiving a communication. We're still too close to the pod. We have to keep running. Okay. It's it. It's intercepting our communication. All right. There are other pods on the ship. It's fine. We just have to get away from that broken one. Okay, As okay. As he says this, a spear comes flying past your head. Roll oh. five or higher. Okay. Frick. Eight. You and the captain both separate slightly as the spear flies in between you, landing in the ground up ahead. What would you like to do? All right. Hey, hey captain, does this usually happen? Am I usually being... Chased by masked men while running with a stowaway? She called well, not exactly that, just more of the first part. About every fifth time. Okay. So what what are you doing every fifth time? Keep running! Okay. <laughs> you run closer to the spear. Any interest? She called No, I'm not going to give them any <laughs> any inference that I'm going to attack them back. Alright, you run past the spear. Another spear comes flying towards you, five or higher. Oh gosh. Seven. Uh. All right, you're able to sidestep again as the spear flies right past your head, landing in the ground in front of you. Okay, so as you call it, how how far do we need to be from this pod? <laughs> I'll keep trying. Cardon, come in. Cardon, we need translation. No answer. Gosh darn. Do <laughs> you call it? Friggin', I. We're, I'm trying to not do anything hostile, Captain. <laughs> Another spear, five or higher. Okay. Eighteen. Eighteen. As the spear flies past, you realize that it's covered in dirt. It's the first spear. They've pulled it out of the ground. Ah, okay, I, I guess we're going to have to grab these spears, Captain. <laughs> if violence seems to be the answer to save a planet, um, perhaps we can leave them unconscious. Ah, good idea. All right, if you'd like... Run ahead and grab the spear. I'll hold them off. Okay. I've already taken an injury, so it'll be easier for me to heal up. All right. I'll grab a spear. All right. Roll a 10 or higher to run and grab the spear simultaneously. 14. You pick up the spear and are able to continue running. Okay. All right. So, first first things first, we're going to, what you call it, try to... Knock it non-lethally fight these people. So we're stopping running then. Uh what'd you call it? How many how many are chasing us? Two. Okay. 
So, did you call it? Does does the other one have a have a spear still? Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can convince the other one to toss another spear, and then we can actually do this without having to hurt them. Jonathan, I know you're new to this, but I don't imagine an enemy will unarm itself. Did you call it? They've already lost half of their artillery. I don't believe they'll be willingly throwing the rest. Then we can keep on running until we get a signal. Because they're not going to throw another spear. As you say this. <laughs> roll of five or higher. Six. <laughs> the unspeared masked figure jumps towards you, hitting the ground, and then quickly scrambling back up to its feet, resuming the chase. King Kosh. Well, you were right, it didn't throw a spear. <laughs> oh my freaking gosh, these are Candor. crazy people. Huh? Hmm? Cardon, come in, are you there? Nothing? I don't understand what's going on with my communicator. By now we should have been able to... And the captain turns the communicator around. An open battery pack... swings open, revealing an empty space where you assume a battery once set. Uh, Captain? That might have something to do with it, huh? Yeah. There there are any batteries on this planet anywhere. Anything we can use as a substitute battery. We don't have a battery detector. Mm. We might need to travel back. How far is the ship? <laughs> I think we're equal distance from where we were to the ship. The battery's back that way, but so is the masked man. And as he says this, oh my freaking god! The masked man. This time, the one with the spear jumps forward. Roll a ten or higher. Nineteen. And you dodge out of the way again. <laughs> they are really bad at this. Okay, so you call we're actually going to have to fight these guys. I believe so. Okay, as you call it, friggin' first thing first, I'm going to as you call it, aim my rocket fist on at the un- unarmed one. <laughs> All right, you aim your fist at the unarmed man. Are you gonna continue running, or have you stopped? As you call it, we're gonna stop because All right, you you've it. stopped running. You hold the spear in your left hand. You point your right at the unarmed man. They stop momentarily in confusion. Of your no longer running. What'd you like to do? Huh. Should you call it? I would like to try to gesture just like we mean Captain. For our audio listeners, he's pointing at himself. Yeah. I will point at myself, cross my my arms. Did you call it? Not here. Two, the number two. Right, left fist <laughs> fight punching. <laughs> the masked figures stop confused, gurgling to one another, tilting their heads sideways, trying to understand your strange gestures. The one with the spear is still holding his spear, though not as aggressively. Mm. Roll a ten or higher. Okay. Nineteen. Jonathan, I think you're somehow reasoning with them. 
The <laughs> unarmed masked figure makes an X with his hand similar to yours and then swings several punches. Okay, you don't want to fight either. Cool. <laughs> no cross crossing my arms. Fighting. <laughs> Punching again. <laughs> the two masked men look at each other and whisper in their gurgled tones and then again make the gesture of the X and punching for no fighting. Okay. I'm going to slowly put the spear down on the ground. Okay, you lower the spear. And I I set it down and I go no fighting again doing the same situation. As you do that, the unarmed masked man takes a step forward cautiously i will put my hands up it scrambles quickly to grab its spear again and runs back to its masked partner as this dialogue has gone on this nonverbal dialogue the third once thought dead proven unconscious now conscious masked man has reappeared and some gurgling between the three has taken place. They seem to come to an agreement and lower their spears. Okay. Captain, do you, do you think, think, think you, you, you get the hang of it? I think we keep walking and don't ask questions till we find the battery. Okay. <laughs> what would you like to do? you call it all right so did you call it friggin i will try to uh would you call it mm. i feel like we haven't diffused this enough captain so would you call it let's let's at least try to explain the concept of planet rot <laughs> if you can figure out hand gestures for that one by all means i have no way of contacting my translator okay so would you call it so we're not stabbed. <laughs> Do you call it? We, the two thumb. Mm, no, no, I don't want to do that. Do you call it? <laughs> we, me, and Captain pointing with my pointer fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to send off a rocket fist on accident. <laughs> we got it. That will immediately Except for that. <laughs> I love it. We, me and the captain, are here pointing to the ground to stop hand handout. Pause. What did you call it? As you put your hand out, you feel a familiar heat gathering in your palm. It, what did you call it? Roll a five or higher. Eleven. Nothing happens. Okay. I was about to say, it's just like, I made sure not to make that gesture with my right hand. <laughs> you got... Are you here to stop? Uh, what did you call it? And I make a circle. Planet. And I kind of, like, do wiggly fingers. Rot. The... Third one that had been hit unconscious points his spear back at you. 
The other two gurgled to themselves, confused, cocking their heads sideways. They look to their third member, see that he's holding his spear, and the middle one gives him a smack against the head. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) you The three horseshoe-masked men gurgling towards one another take a sidestep, clearing a path for you. Okay. And I, I try to do this quicker this time. We point, <laughs> pointing at me, the captain, are going to, to, uh, what did you call it? Get, grab. Grabbing gesture, okay. What did you call it? Hmm. Our, what did you call it, pointing again? Communicator, and I will say that with, Hands in front of my mouth. Yeah, talking hands. Cool. They've cleared your path. They take another step backwards to show they mean you no ill will. Okay. And are allowing you to pass. All right. Captain, let's find that battery. (laughs) That was confusing yet fascinating. Let's find a battery. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Maybe I should have took (laughs) Octor. So, the two of you continue on your path as you're walking. You're looking for the battery, not so much chatting anymore, trying to stay focused, trying to find a metaphorical needle in a haystack. Roll a ten or higher. Okay. Twenty. You find the battery. (laughs) That easy. You're about to take a step, and it's actually right under your foot, and you're just like, oh, hold on. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> and you just take a step back kind of comically. And then you pick it up and the captain's proud of you. He gives you a pat on the back and says, Great job, Jonathan. All right. Let's actually talk to these people now. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've walked quite a distance. The mass people have uh, left the scene. They're left back in the distance, assumingly going back off on their way to do whatever it is. But you can make a clear call. Uh, to the ship. Okay. So, let's talk to Con- Condor, uh, about, did you call it friggin'? Did you just call a Hawkman Condor? Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was totally... Uh, Candor? Cardon. Cardon. Names are hard. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Did you call it? Friggin', I... I call, called him Gardon earlier, I apologize. Come in, Gardon. This is Captain James Redcrest. Do you copy? There's no response. Once again, this is James Redcrest, Captain, calling for the Starship McWender Kings. Starship McWender Kings, do you copy? Is no one copying on the ship, Captain? Hello, Captain. Ah, Harper, there you are. Where's Cardon? Oh, uh, Cardon stepped away from his station. He said that he felt as though he needed to handle something on board. I'm not entirely sure what the specifics are. Are you okay? Do you need a translator? Yes. Um, need is a relative term. Had you asked us five, ten minutes ago, yes. Yeah, fair. I still feel like we, we are going to run into more of those people and we need those translators next time. So 
the spears don't spear you again. <laughs> Agreed. Get Cardon back on the deck, please, if you would, Harper. Tell him he's not a Reggie anymore. I'll pass along the message. Captain, what's a Reggie? I'm not sure myself. Would you care to explain that one, uh, crewman Youngblood? As you call it, Reggie's that that mean friend friend in the group that would you call it? Y'all hang around, but y'all don't know why he's in in the group. And I apologize for insinuating that he was earlier. Oh, so you mean uh, Doctor Void? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I knew there was someone. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Avandra's not... <laughs> uh, oh, I, I'm saying that purely to upset our pilot. Oh, poor thing has taken quite the shine to the doctor over the years. I, I told you that in confidence. <laughs> it's fine. Grooming Youngblood is a part of the family now. Ooh. He can be trusted with your secret, I'm sure. Man. And she gave me a cool robot fist. She she doesn't feel like a Reggie. <laughs> See, the point was lost on him already. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're fine. Captain Redcrest signing out. Back to our mission. Crewman Jonathan, what does our rock detector say? Okay, I'm gonna look at the machine again. Where's the arrow pointer? Uh, let's roll a ten or higher. Nineteen. Straight ahead. Ah, cool. Straight ahead we go. Convenient. You continue on your path, walking for some time. Suddenly, the rot detector gives off a beeping sound. Yeah. Not frantic, just a steady beep, 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 beep. Closer. Ah, that sound means it's about to explode. Uh -huh. I'm kidding. It means we're close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm new to all of this, Captain, so... <laughs> And that's what makes it fun! <laughs> Gosh. I can't pull that kind of joke on Rao. He knows it. He knows the thing. Fair enough. But, okay, good. We're getting closer. Excellent. I'm going to leave you in charge of the pod this time. And he reaches down into his uh, jacket pocket and pulls out the purple pod that... You realize now is very similar to the one that gave you your, your robotic hand. Yeah, you know. When we get to the center of, of the planet, Rod, it may be a hostile environment. You'll have to move quickly. Find the source of the rot. The rot detector will glow a bright red at that point. Put okay. the pod in, and there will be a cap at the top that you'll need to push downward like a syringe. All right. So... Let's move forward then. You continue moving forward, uninterrupted by any savages or any trouble whatsoever. It seems a very easy walk. Gosh. The beeping grows louder, closer. Beep, 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 beep. And you notice that the planet around you is becoming more wintry. Ah. The leaves that laid your path are now becoming more and more scarce as dirt meets your feet far more often, and the trees, once large enough to 
not be able to wrap your arms around are growing thinner as you grow closer to whatever it is you're walking toward. Hmm. Okay, so definitely, this planet is definitely experiencing the Nerf Rat. I would have to agree with you. This is remarkably fast how quickly this rot is spreading. But I haven't given up hope yet. There's still things to be done with this planet. So, will this place just crumble if we can't save it? We'll go back to the rotted fruit metaphor we gave you before. The planet's core will begin to weaken, and the crust will fall into itself, giving the appearance of deflating. Yeah. Eventually, the gravity that's compressing the planet down will cease to hold any structure as the atmosphere breaks and tears, and the planet itself will fall apart, almost as if it were never existent. So what's your escape plan if that happens? We call for the shuttle, and it picks us up, and we fly away. Okay. Not our first time. Fair enough. We don't save them all, unfortunately. Okay. That, that I, I gained some, somewhat comfort in. We may not be able to save the planet, but we can't give up hope. Indeed. But we can have confidence that we will live to see another day. As you're having this conversation, you get to a loud, intense beep, and you see what looks to be, as the captain described, a rot covering the surface of the path before you, branching out, consuming trees, and consuming the ground, the rocks, the cliff sides around, and at the center of the path, facing towards you, and reaching outward is a decaying figure that you only recognize by its U-shaped mask. Hmm. So, Mr. Hunt. Hmm. I should call it... I would... Want to pull up that translator really quick. You'd like to call Cardon now? Yeah, I just... I don't want to walk into another situation just in case. Very well. I'd like to pay respects to the deceased. However, we will trust your instinct. And he pulls his communicator out, presses the button. <clears throat> this is Captain Redcrest calling for Cardon of the Starship McWender Kings. Do you copy? Yes, Captain, I'm here. Crewman Jonathan would like your translating services on something. Okay. So, what do you know about, uh, what do you call it, horseshoe-masked, uh, what do you call it, humanoid people? Humanoid horseshoe-masked. What kind of dialogue did they have? Kind of gargling. Gargling. That could be the Sublime people, however, I couldn't know without hearing it myself. Mm. Uh, Can we turn the telecommunication on, Captain? And the Captain solemnly nods and looks to you and 
shows you the communicator has a single button on it that has a eye. Okay. So just hit that button. You press that button and a hollow projection of Cardon appears. And the captain points him at the decaying figure. My word, that's... terrible yeah. I don't think it matters what species the race this being came from but I can say that it was hurting oh. I apologize that my services could not be used sooner do not blame yourself Cardon this is one that we found we stumbled upon this was not Something that was done from lack of action on our part. Hmm. Isn't that right, Crewman Jonathan? Indeed. What did you call it? I'd, I was helping to gain more in, insight on who they were as, as pe- people. And I believe they they still probably be, be around. I can't offer information at the moment, but I'll be sure to stay at my station and research. I do, again, apologize for my absence and your... Time of urgency, Captain. No one can be everywhere. Agreed. Crewman Jonathan speaks wise words. Cardon, you're a fine defense, and you're a fine translator. I couldn't ask for a better crewman. Please do not beat yourself up over this situation. Both of us are fine, and we will be able to save this planet and be able to move on. For now, research what you can, so that way... When we come back next time to visit these people and check on the planet's progress, we'll be able to come as friends rather than strangers. Very well, Captain. The communicator closes, and Captain Redcrest puts it back on his belt. The beeping on the planet rot meter is continuing to grow louder, and it is beginning to ping red. Hmm. What is the... The red ping, man. Well, I'd say it's safe to assume that this is the source. Hmm. It's a shame that it's taken lives already, but I believe this is where we act. Okay. Then, let us do as you, as you said before and pay respects, and then plant this pod. Excellent. To assure your safety, I will step back and allow you to work on your own judgment, not having to worry about keeping both of us alive. If you need my assistance, by all means, I am at your disposal, but I would hate to be in the way. Gotcha. Remember, just go to the point where the rot meter is consistently red. Place the pod above that source, and the cap will reveal itself to you. Alrighty. Alright, you have a small hill, bordering large hill, of this rotting, flaking gray substance that you now have to get to the top of. What would you like to do? Uh, climb the best I can. Alright, let's say you've got a robot hand. Ten or higher. Seventeen. You're climbing the rot clinging to your shoes but not ever gripping or grabbing enough to pull you in. 
Uh, it's almost like trudging through a thick snow or mud. And as you're reaching the top, a spear flies past your head. And it pales itself into the center of this rot. The rot quickly consuming it. You turn around to see several masked creatures. This time, their masks a bright red. Standing at the base of the mountain with a spear to Catherine Redcrest's throat. They're frantically gurgling to you. What would you like to do? John. Uh... Hmm. I'd like to, uh, what'd you call it? Calmly climb down. As you begin to climb down, there's a shifting sound coming from the rot. Jonathan, there's no time, please! Do not worry about me! We can heal me once the situation is taken care of. Once they see that their planet is safe, they will be calm. They're scared. We need to help them. As he's saying this, the small group of red-masked men is grumbling and gurgling louder, more frantically, the spear pressing ever closer to the captain's neck. Does, doesn't Car Cardon understand stand any of this? The captain pauses. He goes for his translator to try to contact Cardon, but it's quickly smacked away by a spear. Two more s men point spears at him. Jonathan, it's act or die. Okay. I will be fine. I can be healed. This planet cannot. Alrighty. I am your captain. I am ordering you to climb that hill. Alrighty. Back up the hill, then. You go up the hill. And as you are there, the rot meter is now a vibrant red color. What would you like to do? I'd like to press this pod pod into it. You press the pod to the rot, and it opens up the top. The pill-like shape now becoming more of a syringe as the top is able to be pushed down. You notice the McWender King's logo is adhered to the center of the syringe cap. The, the masked men below suddenly are screaming their gurgling sounds, spears flying at you in every direction. I need you to roll ten or higher. Uh, three. As you turn around to acknowledge the screaming sounds, you take a spear to the shoulder. What would you like to do? Uh, what you call it? Uh, I'd, I would like to, uh, what you call it, freaking sing, do, what you call it, my signaling of no harm again. You're doing your signaling of no harm, more spears are flying towards you, the frantic screaming only growing louder. The captain is desperately looking at you. Jonathan, do it! Okay. What you call it? I questioned your motives, Captain, but sure. What would you like to do? Uh, 
press down on the button. You press down on the button. You hear a releasing sound as the pressurized canister shoots into the center of the rot. There's a hissing sound, and then a rumbling. An earthquake has begun. The masked people begin to panic. Their spears that have not been thrown are all thrust into the captain's chest from all sides. He falls to the ground in front of you, and they frantically scatter in all directions, but not before one spear is thrown towards your general direction. Roll a five or higher. Thirteen. Thirteen. You easily dodge it, and the rumbling shifts your footing. Five or higher. Thirteen. You're able to slide carefully down the rot hill. The captain lies dying before you. What would you like to do? Should you call it? Oh, I'm going to go for the communicator. You pick up the communicator. Hey, Doc. Did you call it? Captain's hurt pretty bad again. There's no response. Ah. Hmm. This is bad. Jonathan. Yeah? Call for the shuttle. It will pick you up and take you <coughs> back to <coughs> the ship. What's ever wrong with my <coughs> communicator, you'll be able to get them to come find me. I can make it till then. Until then. But what if the planet collapses when that happens? You've injected the planet. The planet is safe. The captain weakly gestures behind you. Okay. You say so. Jihant, I'm hopping on the shuttle then. We'll call the shuttle. You press the button on the communicator. The shuttle, you hear a beeping sound. And the shuttle is on its way. As you look up to where the captain was pointing, you see that the gray rod is indeed beginning to decline releasing its grip on the natural surroundings and falling inward toward the crater that was created by the earthquake and the injection. Hmm. You've done good <coughs> work today. Okay. Jonathan. Let's take your word on it. <coughs> in the event... <coughs> in the events that the impossible happens, that I am incorrect in my assumption that I'll be saved. I want you to take over as captain. There's so many more people qualified on the ship, I can't. <laughs> they all have their specified roles, they all feel comfortable. What they need is a leader. I told you a new position... <coughs> could open up on the ship if it is captain I need you to fill that position for me if I am to die here to save this planet <coughs> please do me that favor alright I'll do it the captain smiles a genuine smile the first you think you've seen in your time together and Loses consciousness. As he does, the shuttle approaches. 
Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? I'll get in. You get in. The shuttle autopilots closes behind you and flies back to the ship. As you're there, you're greeted with the cheers of the crewmates all gra- gathered around you, first in celebration, then in confusion as... Where is the captain? The captain took a lot of, on of damage. We need to get back, back down there to him. Absolutely. I will get in the shuttle, and I will see to it that he is healed. The... Doctor hops into the shuttle, presses a button to go, and flies off back onto the autumn planet. While we're waiting, Angeline says, approaching you, hmm. we could take you back to your planet. But we have time. The doctor will have to do a lot of work by the sounds. We can take you home. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's the best course of action, I guess. All right. Cardon, we're heading to the previous planet. Understood. Cardon takes his seat at the screens in front of him, and Angeline takes her seat at the pilot station turning the ship and heading towards the previous planet Hmm. they seem solemn though they spoke confidently in your return home they seem as though they're still worried Rolakfo is pacing around the counter of the ship and uncertain what to do. You, oh. have a, you have a moment till you return to your planet. What would you like to do? You're a lot. As you call it. Yeah. Captain said missions that haven't gone gone good before. So, why the, the glum? Chum? It's never been the captain before. The captain's always so confident and cool and knows what to do. He's always smiling and knows what direction to move in. We're a crew, but he is the Starship McWinder King. If he's gone, I... He can't be gone. I believe in the Doctor's abilities. A doctor's a better mechanic than she is a doctor. By the sound, she'll make him a cyborg, or perhaps just replace his consciousness into a robot. I don't know if the captain will ever be the same. The captain will always still be the captain, though. Only time will tell. (laughs) We've got some time. You were promised anything you needed once we got back. You want anything? Uh, Jihon. You got any root beer? 
Let me check the back. And Rolock smiles ever so slightly and hops toward the back canisters and after a few moments comes back with a small silver canister, he presses the top and takes the shape of a cup, filling itself with root beer. Hmm. Huh? This one's for the captain. Rolock pulls out another pod, presses a button, and holds up a glass with you for the captain. And two of you drink. Hmm. Captain always said I'd make an excellent cook. Why don't you follow that then? <laughs> well, the captain's always right. Relax. You think I'd make a good captain? If I can be a chef, you can be a captain. I have a feeling that Captain Redcrest would agree. Maybe when when we get back, I I might actually not go back. Despite what that would mean, I think I could ha- find happiness in that situation. Hmm. In the meantime, crewman, can I get you anything to eat? Yeah. Uh. Got anything like a burger? To eat disc with some sort of protein in the middle? Yeah. I, I can put something together. And he hops back and a few moments later comes back with a burger. Hmm. He sets it on the counter for you. Alright. I'd offer you a seat, but there's only one. Maybe it's, it's the only one you need. Take a seat in that captain's chair. <laughs> you sit in the captain's chair. You have your burger in front of you. Oh my gosh. What do you have to do? <laughs> Take a bite of that burger. Rolock makes a really good burger. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, it has a little bit of a char to it, but not so much that it's burnt, just enough to bring out kind of the smoky flavor. Yeah. Yeah, but he you didn't mention condiments, but you notice it's got a good balance on there. It's got a, some crisp lettuce. Not sure where he got that from. Uh, it's got the ketchup and mustard just right. Like it's it's a solid burger. Hmm. The buns aren't too thin. The patty's not too thick. It's literally out of this world. Ah, wonderful. Yeah, you're a good chef, Carla. Thank you, Captain. Thank you. As this is said, Angeline turns around for the first time since takeoff and is taken aback for a moment and then nods and says, Approaching planet surface, Captain. How would you like to proceed? Angeline? I don't think I'm going back. Aye, aye, Captain.
you're not going to ble- okay. leave Dr. Void down there, right? We're, we're going to go back and... Yeah, we're uh, going... Okay. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I, I need to check. You're new. You don't know everybody. I just... I I got to make sure, okay? Okay. So, changing course then. Yes. As the course is beginning to change... There's a message coming in on the screen. What you didn't realize before the windscreen suddenly flashes blue as a, a letter icon appears in front of it. Mm. It's a signal from Captain Redcrest. Gosh darn it, he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> what would you like to do, Crimin Jonathan? Did you call it? Let's answer that signal. Gardon presses a button and the signal pops up on screen. Captain Redcrest! Captain Redcrest is standing on the autumnal floor now, blooming into oranges and reds, what once was the rotting winter. I see you've made yourself comfortable. Indeed. So I suppose you'll be joining our crew after all. Most definitely, sir. Excellent. Well, you're at your home planet, or we assume it to be. If you'd like to stop off and gather your things, I'd understand. We'll be happy to have you. Yeah. All right, you heard the man. Harper, go ahead and begin entry on the planet. The pod's missing, so you'll have to just land and then relaunch. Understood, Captain. Angeline gives a little salute and presses the button to land, and you begin your slow descent onto the planet's surface. Hmm. As you get closer to the planet, you see a familiar blue, familiar green, and the surface is getting closer. The starship McWonder Kings lands down. And the doors open. What would you like to do? I like to walk out those doors. You walk out of the starship McWonder Kings. Did you call it? Before I, I completely walk out, can I turn around? Okay, you turn around. I'll see you next time, everybody. You're going to get your stuff, aren't you? You're coming back. Can't. Cardon is confused by. I'll see you next time. Well, we'll see about that. Okay. You leave the McWender Kings. What would you like to do? Hmm. Oh. Am I actually like leaving with you? You stepped off the ship, didn't you? Okay. You left the Starship McWender Kings. Alright. Did you call it friggin'. I guess. Do I actually have stuff? <laughs> you look in your pockets, you have your box cutter, and in your other pocket, you realize you have a communicator. Ah. At some point in your journey, you've. must have become a part of the crew a little harder than you realized. Alrighty. So you walked out of the McWonder Kings. 
Yeah. And as you're walking, trying to remember your way home, you get a message. Okay. Uh, hello? Hello, Jonathan. Captain Redcrest? You did a wonderful job on your mission today, Jonathan. I'm very proud of the efforts you put forth. Thank you, sir. I think you'll find everything you need has been taken care of. Wonderful. And as you're walking, you see in the distance a large pole, and on that pole is a cool blue neon light with a blood-red crescent in the center. And you feel it being pulled, pulling you towards it. I guess I walk towards it. As you're walking towards it, the captain continues. I wasn't completely honest with you. There is no planet rot. Gosh darn it, Captain. What it was We it? do work on the starship McWinder Kings. Yeah? But not as rescuers. As invaders. Okay. What you injected was not a serum, but a seed. And that planet's nutrients, that planet's life force, is now being put to good use. And he presses the icon, a projection of the captain appearing on screen, standing behind a newly built McWinder Kings. A native runs up to him with a spear. He pulls his ray gun and shoots it in cold blood. You know... The doctor stands next to him as they begin to board the shuttle. Gosh darn it. I said you'd get what you deserved. And your own McWinter Kings doesn't sound too bad, does it? It sounds horrible, Captain. Maybe you should step inside and find out. <laughs> Communication cuts. And you walk into a McWinder Kings. And gosh. Would you like your epilogue? Sure. <laughs> I feel like I would have been better if he <laughs> felt better if he actually just lied to the people. The Starship McWender Kings continued its journey throughout the stars. One of a chain of many fleets of soldiers, all sent with one purpose. To suck the life out of galaxies and spread McWender King's wisdom one planet at a time. What started with one solar system became two, three quickly countless numbers. Life in corners of space as we know it began to disappear in a glow of neon and a deep purple. And as you look at it now, from a distance, even with the best telescope, not a single trace of the life that used to live in galaxies so far from you.
can be seen. All that you can see is that it's time to place a dinner order. Yes. So you've been left on an empty planet with your very own McWonder Kings. How do you feel? Pretty garbage. Did you have fun? Yes. Yeah, that was fun. You left the restaurant like three times. That's an accomplishment. Good gosh. <laughs> Honestly, I, was, I, I thought we were going to do a, what you call it, my friend Luther thing, where I just walk out of the door and I just disappear. <laughs> Wait, my friend Martin? Yeah, my friend, friend Martin. Did you make a Martin Luther King special joke? Yes. Well, there you go. I guess you did have fun. <laughs> Dark fun, but fun. Did you call it freaking... Like, I... In my hearts of hearts, I knew. But would you call it freaking... I thought there... <laughs> there would be a quick comeuppance somewhere. But no. <laughs> you ruined the galaxy. Truly. You know, that reminds me of today's lesson. Yeah? Always be sure to check your shoes when you walk outside. You never know what you might track into your home. Hmm. This message is brought to you by the good people at McGuinder Cranks. Hope everyone got sick because I didn't do, do my health check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think they're worried about it. Hope. Did you call it friggin' that that fryer oil had like the most heinous junk in it? <laughs> Did you call it friggin' everyone got super sick? <laughs> but you got an out of this world meal from a frogman. Indeed. And people say I don't let you have fun. Good gosh. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode of McWenna Kings. Jonathan, any final thoughts? You know, trust the natives. I feel like that's a lesson for something, but no, don't track mud into your house is all I got. Good gosh. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, whatever. Yeah. Subscribe iTunes. to something about geek stuff. We're on iTunes. Yeah. Comment on there. I don't know if they use stars or... Yeah, they got stars. What kind of system? I have an Android. <laughs> Oh, but check us out wherever you get your podcast and let somebody else know about us. Yeah. Word of mouth is the best way to spread any sort of information. Truly. So if you're having fun, let everybody know about it. And remember, you never know when you might know what's for dinner. Womp. Man, that Red Crest guy's a jerk, huh? Yeah. <laughs>